Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. Welcome to our show, where each week we take a deep dive into the regional economy and the people, the companies, and the communities and projects that are helping our region grow. Today we're returning south to Marshall County for a closer look at some key projects underway there that are spurring economic growth in those communities. We'll give you some updates on previous projects and talk about the companies, the new investment, and the new job opportunities, as well as what else might be on the horizon coming up on Economic Outlook. It's one of the smaller counties in our region, but it continues to punch above its weight and has garnered the attention of companies, site selectors, and real estate professionals as a great place to do business. We've taken you there before for an inside look, and today we plan to provide some updates and share some information on new projects currently advancing. Things are happening in Marshall County, and joining me today to tell you more about those is Jerry Chavez, the President and CEO of the Marshall County Economic Development Corporation. Jerry, welcome. Good day, Jeff. How are you doing today? Hey, doing great. We're always glad to have you. We've checked in with you uh, several times over the years just for some conversations about economic development and, and kind of what's happening down in Marshall County. And we hope to do, you know, just have that conversation today where we talk a little bit about maybe some of those projects that we've done uh, in the past and, and, and get kind of a, a quick update there for me. You know, Jerry, I'd like to start though, um, obviously this year is different than any time we've ever sat down with you uh, before and the, the effects of the pandemic are, are being felt by every company, every industry, obviously uh, by companies in your uh, community as well too. Can, can you start by just talking a little bit about uh, COVID and, and kind of the, the impacts you're seeing and feeling down in Marshall County? So let me, uh, cover that in, in two different, uh, uh, let me answer that question two different ways. First of all, for COVID, uh, much like uh, most economic developers experience uh, was the uncertainty. And we definitely had that here in Marshall County, trying to understand what the impact was, whether uh, stay at home orders uh, affected a essential, non-essential business. Uh, there are a lot of conversations across the board. Uh, we are fortunate that, uh, first of all, um, some of our companies were able to pivot and really come in a very short amount of time to produce some PPEs. You know that that protection uh, equipment and uh, garments that were needed to. Uh, uh, help with first responders dealing with, with a virus that a lot of people were very cautious about and really didn't know the, uh, the impacts of that. So uh, a couple of our employers, as I mentioned, uh, within a weekend, uh, they were already uh, producing isolation gowns. And many of these gowns were deployed for first, first responders around Marshall County. And, and then as that news uh, drifted to other parts of the US, uh, we were seeing that Nesco up in Bremen was actually uh, called by other uh, counties, other agencies across this U.S. to provide that that particular uh, garment, and and so you know it, it it's a it's a tribute to uh, private sector and then their response to um, a very big need. Um, you know we we're very fortunate that. We played a small role in that, but uh, you know, our hats off to a lot of companies, whether that was in Marshall County, uh, St. Joe County, Elkhart County, that, that really pivoted to uh, start uh, uh, exploring how they could help out uh, in a time of crisis. But um, 
we were projecting here in Marshall County to repeat uh, same capital investment and, and job creation that we uh, had the fortune to announce in 2019. In 2019, uh, just as a recap, uh, we led the five county regions in the capital investment uh, in Marshall County with um, on record by IEDC, somewhere in the neighborhood of $147 million. And we tracked a little bit more. Uh, we were tracking about $160 million of announcements that, that we had our hands in and were able to uh, get them to make some type of commitment and actually start deploying that uh, expansion. Fast forward uh, 2020, we were expecting to do the same uh, repeat the same uh, impact, uh, uh, being very blessed in Marshall County as, as your uh, segue to this uh, program had uh, characterized. COVID hits, Jeff, and uh, everybody is trying to understand what that really means. Uh, so we pulled back our numbers and we thought conservatively we'll be at about $100 million of CapEx by industry uh, and um, deployed in 2020. Uh, fast forward, um, interest rates start to come down. And I'm, I'm happy to say as of October, mid-October, we are at $130 million on pace to repeat what we did in 2019. Great work, uh, Jerry, and I appreciate the report. And, and it sounds like some good numbers there. Um, maybe for the benefit of our, our viewers, just a, a quick reminder, maybe I should have done before. Uh, so the communities you serve, uh, so Marshall County as a whole, but, uh, but help us again identify some of the towns that, uh, that you're uh, working on behalf of. Sure. So uh, MCDC, Marshall County Economic Development Corporation, we are the leader uh, economic development agency providing services to Marshall County itself. Uh, town of Argus, town of Bremen, town of Bourbon, town of Culver, uh, town of La Paz, and then we round that off by providing services to the city of Plymouth. So uh, our population within this county is just shy of 50,000. Great, so, so Jared, let's stay in that uh, area a few minutes or so. So, so uh, I, th I think oftentimes people perceive these projects, these big investments are happening in the bigger areas. People are looking for, um, you know, major infrastructure, uh, workforce, those, those kind of things. So, so uh, how is it that, that Marshall County and, and the, the small towns that, that you mentioned there and the county as a whole um, are, are able to attract, uh, what is it that's, uh, the, this, the, that's made it, the area so attractive to them? So, so that's a well-guarded secret, Jeff, and I um, know uh, it's, it's not. You can unveil it to the whole world right here, Jared. <laughs> no, it, it's just our approach to, uh, for six and a half years, uh, um, Marshall County and our communities have been on a, uh, what I would call a platform of being pro-business. And, uh, you know, whether that's uh, creating uh, tax increment financing districts, whether that's uh, proving tax abatements, whether that's building manufacturing centers, as we characterize those, or uh, other places call them shell buildings. You know, we're very uh, distinct and very uh, uh, affirmed in what we need to do to attract a, uh, business, but more importantly, uh, achieve our economic development goals, A, to diversify the economy and, and raise the quality of life, and also, uh, provide good paying jobs to those uh, industry employees. Great, Jerry, Jer I wanna talk in a minute maybe about some of those specific 
prog projects, but you, you touched just briefly on quality of life, and, and, and obviously that's been a big focus. We've, before, when we, we've had you here, we've talked about Culver and Stellar Communities and some of the other kind of quality of life improvements that are happening in some of the communities around there. Speak a little bit to just um, what, you're what the uh, communities have been doing in that space and how that enhances your ability to track these companies. Well, you know, it, it began uh, for us in Marshall County when we were asked to uh, participate in regional cities. Regional cities, uh, as you uh, recall, uh, three counties, St. Joe, Elkhart, and Marshall County, uh, had the benefit of putting together a well thought out plan uh, that uh, uh, through that plan and the approval and designation, we were able to garner $42 million for projects that that were geared towards how do we stop that out migration? How do we make our region more attractive? Uh, and, and so, um, you know, that was a, a good springboard onto our uh, stellar destination for the town of Culver. And then more recently with our regional stellar designation for Marshall County. So within that platform, Okra will be providing another uh, we think about 15 to 18 million dollars for uh, uh, okra funds that will be geared directly towards how we will improve our quality of life. Um, but, but I think that the key there, um, at least for us in Marshall County, and I think what you see in, in this region is, is if economic development is going to stay on course with the type of numbers and, and you and I both know uh, that this region is probably very well healed in terms of the CapEx that is seen in the region. Uh, there are a lot more businesses that are investing and expanding in North Central Indiana than the rest of the state. If we want to maintain that, uh, that level of investment, we have to marry ourselves with quality of life and advance that quality of life. And, and uh, not to suggest that we don't have a quality of life, a good quality of life, but it, it, it suggests that if we improve that quality of life, then we will bring in more people leave, uh, live in our region. We'll be uh, able to bring in more workers to fill the jobs that we are creating on a daily basis. Great. Thank you, Jerry. I'm talking with Jerry Chavez. Jerry is the president and CEO of Marshall County Economic Development Corporation. Jerry, we're going to leave you for a second. Actually, I'm sending George up to see you in, uh, down in Marshall County. And so, uh, George, let me toss it to you. Thanks, Jeff. I am downtown Plymouth, Indiana, as you can see, in what is the old Reese Theater and about to be the new Reese Theater. I'm joined today by Randy Danielson. Randy, thank you for being with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for showing us around this amazing facility. Tell me a little bit about the Reese Theater and its history here in Plymouth. Well, its history began in 1939 uh, when this was uh, an existing 1865 structure that a Reese uh, family here in town that owned another theater took it upon themselves uh, to create a new theater here in Plymouth that had all the amenities of any theater that was being built at that time. So in 1940, February 1st of 1940 is when it opened as a theater, and it ran consecutively until 2008 when it closed. And I noticed when you gave me the tour, you mentioned that it had Indiana's first cry room, which was a new concept in 1940. It had uh, a number of other interesting and unique things like a, like a fireproof projector room to ensure safety of the people seeing movies here. 
Since 1940, though, we really have, it, it has, uh, it kind of had a slowly but, but sure downward decline, didn't it? Well, it did. As you say, when it opened, it was state of the art. And we're really striving to become that again when this reopens. Um, but it did decline. And then we, uh, as a community, we had a multiplex theater come to town. And that serves the community the way people like to be served today with the number of choices. So we know going forward uh, it, for sustainability, it's going to have to be a multi-purpose uh, event center. And that's what we're working on here today. So when you realized you wanted to, to, to help save the theater, you and your family personally became involved with this project. Other families, community organizations, businesses, corporations, uh, partnered to help make this restoration a reality. And the, the folks at home will see some of the images of this place, but it really is spectacular. The idea, I think your goal as chairperson of the renovation of the Reese Theater, is that you create a sustainable building. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sustainability has so many different meanings in today's society. It does. It does. One of the things that we're the most proud of is on the roof of this theater, not only is it a new roof, but we also have a solar array that covers that roof. And that was a donation of one community family here in town. And that will produce 80 to 90% of our energy needs. So we're really excited about that. Um, we have all along, we've taken things as green as possible as we can. So we've reclaimed all the metals in the building. So those have been recycled. Uh, seats have been removed, they've been restored, sold, and recycled as need be. Uh, the screen itself, if I can comment. So the movie theater screen that used to be at that area there, it was taken down and crafted into 100 market bags that we just sold this summer. And so um, we're doing everything we can to, uh, to make it sustainable in the future. And, and you've partnered with the community to do a great job. Randy, thank you for having me. Thank you for the tour, and good luck getting this place back open. I can tell you that I'll be here first to uh, participate in whatever it is, productions or events you put on. Jeff, back to you in the studio, where you're gonna talk more about some of the programs that are making restorations and renovations like this possible in all of our communities throughout Northern Indiana and Southwest Michigan. George, thanks. Appreciate it. Glad to, uh, that you get a chance to go down there. Uh, Jerry, I think that's become one of George's favorite places to go visit is down in Marshall County. So thanks for uh, being a hospitable uh, host uh, uh, down there. So, so Jerry, let's come back. Um, uh, last couple weeks, uh, big announcement. You broke ground on a new manufacturing center in Plymouth. Um, this has been kind of a recipe for some of your success uh, in the past. We featured a few of those, um, your uh, building in Culver and a previous one in Plymouth as well too. Uh, tell us a little bit about the new uh, building that, you're, um, that you broke ground on and what you hope to accomplish there and, and really this, this whole uh, system, if you will, and why that's been so successful to your economic development efforts. Uh, sure, for your listening audience, uh, uh, we call this particular project a manufacturing center. In other locations, they call them shell buildings. Uh, but uh, for us here, uh, we like the terminology a little bit better. But uh, uh, we're really excited about this. As you mentioned, this is actually our third uh, entree into this type of uh, initiative. Uh, our first one was very successful. Uh, here in the city of Plymouth, help us to land pretzels inc. And uh, we've seen probably three expansions from that uh, business uh, year to date. 
Um, our second one, our second one was with a partnership with the town of Argus, that helped us to land uh, Sequel Wire and Cable, uh, a really great project in a great location, and we were very thankful for that. But you know, just several weeks ago, we broke ground on our third one, and the uniqueness about this one is a partnership. And partnerships, uh, as you well aware of, are what drive the success of projects. In this particular case, the uh, Marshall County itself is a partner. So uh, we are fortunate enough to have uh, not only uh, Commissioner Kevin Obermeyer, but uh, Council President Judy Stone uh, play a very big role in helping us acquire a piece of property that was there's strategic for us in terms of where we wanted to build this building. But the other partners, obviously, um, our bank, but City of Plymouth Redevelopment Commission, uh, very strategic in going forward. So the concept, uh, once again, is we will begin a uh, this building very defined. And what I mean by that is we know what it costs to build about a 40,000 square foot building. And then we scale from that. And what I mean by scale is we will be able to have the ability to expand that in one or two directions. In this particular case, uh, 43,000 square foot building can be expanded to a little over 110,000 square. Um, so that gives us the ability, Jeff, to market to a whole array of different types of companies. It allows us to expand our ability to move somebody in in a rather timely manner. Um, a very unique type of process. Um, but we think that this particular manufacturing center uh, and our success in that gives us a springboard to do a, a manufacturing center in the town of Bourbon and also the town of La Paz. So we're going to scale this project and our success with the three previous ones and deploy this in other uh, communities across Marshall County. Great. So uh, as the famous uh, movie said, build it and they will come and you're building it and they're coming. So uh, congratulations on your success there. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of, uh, as I said before, our scalability is rather unique, but people are, are beginning to watch how we do things in Marshall County. And, and the, the day we broke ground and made the announcement, uh, we already had five leads that, that particular afternoon. And Jerry, speak to the industry for a second. I mean, this is a, a trend across the country. Communities are, are doing this. What, what is it that makes a, 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 these manufacturing centers or spec buildings um, or shell buildings um, so much more attractive to, uh, 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 to a customer than a, than a blank uh, field might be uh, attractive to them? You know, I think uh, a couple of things drive that uh, conversation, Jeff. And one is it, it's time to market. So if you take and you look at what uh, it takes to build a building with four walls, uh, no uh, foundation, no floor, because we don't know who will ultimately occupy the space. So we want to put that expense into that type of, of, of building. But we also put the roof on top of that. Well, that's usually about a six to seven to eight month process. So in the case of pretzels, they needed to be in the market really, really quick. And it was unique in terms of timing. I'll give you a sense. We sold that building to pretzels in October and they did their first pour, which means they poured uh, concrete on the floor in December. 
and they're up and operational. They pushed the go button on the first machine in uh, April. So rather quick time frame. And, and so that's one of the drivers that, that uh, brings interested parties to Marshall County to look at our manufacturing centers. The other thing is, is as well, we designed these buildings with the tenant in mind. So uh, national standards, whether that's height, uh, cutouts for the doors, uh, situations in, uh, situated such that, that the building expands in one or two directions. So we've taken a lot of time and in, in, uh, forethought in, in trying to design this building to be very acceptable in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, it's the nice and shiny new building that's going to bring um, uh, interest to your community. Uh, so much so that that I have seen when we don't have a manufacturing center like this available that we market, our looks, people interested in exploring uh, sites in Marshall County goes down dramatically. Once we build this, then uh, the level of activity is off the roof. Great. Jerry and our last three or four minutes, let, let, maybe touch on a couple others real quick, or, or at least one. Jingo North America, Indiana Wheels, Sequel Wire, all ones that we talked about, uh, or, or kind of a bit in the mix. Jingo maybe the newest one. Um, help us understand what's happening there. So uh, Jingo is, is really a, a unique uh, uh, project in the sense that uh, most economic developers, most regions are trying to figure out how do they engage in conversations with uh, companies that are abroad and they want to establish themselves in the U.S. and have that uh, uh, made in the U.S. brand. Jingo uh, uh, is that type of project and it gives us uh, an opportunity now to uh, go and market ourselves, uh, the region, specifically in uh, those, that particular space. So Jingo is a Chinese-owned company. Um, they established uh, their presence in Marshall County uh, in 2019 when they were associated with Indiana Wheel Corporation. Now, Indiana Wheel Corporation and Jingo are two separate companies that basically do the same thing, which is manufacture steel wheels. The difference between Jingo and maybe IWC is these wheels are OEM. They go into auto, uh, uh, trucks, um, uh, cars as well where IWC, Indiana Wheel, goes into the RV or small trailer um, uh, products. Um, what's rather unique, once again, about uh, Jingu is not only the investment of uh, nearing $32 million, but, but their pay uh, scale is uh, such that it's $21 on average uh, without uh, a weighted uh, benefit package. Um, and, and what's important there is we're starting to see uh, in Marshall County, um, and I can remember, you heard me say this before, when I was first hired six and a half years ago, the average wage was near $13, $14, $15 an hour. If you look at the majority of our expansions here within the last couple of years, that's been right around the mid-20s. So we're starting to see uh, not only our um, ability to attract more businesses in here, but that's starting to raise our, our salary wages for our em employees. Um, but once again, I think the uh, the one last comment about Jingu, here is a uh, manufacturer in an industrial space that 
in the midst of COVID, the COVID pandemic, they are uh, expanding in a major way. They will deploy 26 big robots. Typically, uh, a, a robot you see in other spaces about the size of you and I, right? Uh, these robots that uh, Jingu will deploy are probably five times the, the average robot you'll see. And, and we're starting to see that as industrial um, economic development um, uh, professionals, more and more companies are deploying their dollars in automation. And, and that's to uh, ensure that they have, a, uh, they're minimizing the impact on the workforce. Great, uh, Jerry, some great projects there. We've got about a minute left here. Jerry, you're moving on, you're uh, leaving, you're heading out of uh, town. You've had a great success in Marshall County. Any final thoughts uh, before we leave you here? You know, uh, Jeff, I, I'm truly blessed. I've been uh, uh, embraced by a lot of uh, friends like yourself. Uh, my acquaintances at Notre Dame through regional cities process, um, elected officials, uh, you know, Indiana is a great story, has, uh, it's bright future, but you know, as I leave uh, my seat here at uh, Marshall County, I do that with the satisfaction that this is a well-heeled program, but uh, quite candidly, there's a, another community that needs my help. So <laughs> uh, I will be moving to uh, a place in Mississippi here, uh, first part of November. And Great. so I want to thank all my colleagues and those uh, that have been willing to uh, take me by the hand and lead me around and introduce me uh, and tell me how, uh, show me how business is done in Indiana. I, I am blessed for that. Great, Jerry, we're grateful. Thank you for a great friendship. What, best of luck as you move on to Mississippi and thanks for always being a great guest for us. That's it for our show today. Thank you for watching on WNIT or listening to our podcast. To watch this episode again or any of our past episodes, you can find Economic Outlook at WNIT.org or find our podcast on most major podcast platforms. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. I'm Jeff Ray. I'll see you next week. This WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.